You're listening to a 95BFM podcast. Now, tell me about your father. City Councilling on 95BFM, our weekly chat with the good people of Auckland Council. There are 38 organisations who are issuing a public call for Auckland Transport to urgently deliver the long overdue inner wet cycle lanes and street improvements. The Waitomata Saver Routes, also known as the Grey Lynn and Westmere Improvements, is the project that hangs in the balance. The Waitomata Saver Routes are a vital link between the adjoining projects. Dropping the middle project would mean network benefits were lost and the schools and communities of the Inner West would be left disconnected. I spoke with Mike Lee about his thoughts on the Inner West cycle lanes and street improvements. Um, What are the Inner West street improvements that Auckland Council is considering? Essentially, this uh, project is a, the common factor is uh, a cycleway um, running from the start or or the the southern end of Point Chivalier Road uh, through um, down to Muola Road to Westmere. Um, And that is a, a, a component, one component. Then there is, I would call it, call a central component um, which um, travels through Grey Lynn, uh, Richmond Road, Surrey Crescent, uh, Garnet Road, and that currently is still at the planning stage. And then uh, there is another component uh, which extends from the end of the Grey Lynn Shopping Centre uh, uh, virtually to uh, a Ponsonby Road, and so that is up for decision very, very soon. Yes. Okay. And do you support those plans and projects? The first, the, the latter one, the Great North Road one, as it's designed now. No, I definitely do not. As regards the first one, the Point Chevalier to Miola um, Road to Westmere one. Yes, I support that Point Chevalier one. We'll call it that. Uh, largely uses the footpath, takes advantage of wide footpaths, does not um, remove too many car uh, parking spots, which are, are vital for small business, which in turn are vital for the vibrancy and life of the of the place. Come back to Great North Road. Great North Road is one of Auckland's main arterials. In in this case, AT does not intend to use the very wide footpaths, but intends to create lanes in the road space. Um, Therefore, it will remove 130 car parks. The government, as you would be aware, the council had plans to enforce uh, intensification everywhere in Auckland, three dwellings, three storeys on every section. Not all areas of Auckland are suitable uh, for intensification. Therefore, the areas that are suitable for intensification become very valuable, important to us strategically. And Great North Road, the Great North Road Ridge is one of those places which is absolutely ideal for high-rise intensification. As AT intends to, turning Great North Road into an arid uh, Simon Street with high-speed busway and cycleways, 
and very little parking for local business and does not um, and rejects the plan by the local people um, for a boulevard with trees down the median strip, then that's not a good idea. And so I support those local people who are pleading with AT, hey, listen, listen to us. We have a plan which is better than your one. It's not as heavily engineered um, and, and it retains a lot of amenity. The Grey Lynn to Westmere improvement is the one linking the adjoining projects. So dropping the middle project will mean the network benefits were lost. And the schools and communities of the inner west would be left disconnected. What is your reaction to that? I understand the reason for that. Again, that one will have a, lo a lot of local opposition, given the, the very bad experience from a previous attempt at cycleways, well, previous cycleways um, in that area. But uh, I, I'm not sure why, but Waka um, Kotahi um, is not going to fund that, uh, that central segment they may eventually, who knows, but the reason why they're not up for decision now, I understand, is for that reason, and probably that reason alone. Um, yeah, what's exactly in the plan that it looks now, don't you, do, don't you agree with, and how should it look to be able to implement it? Uh, are you talking about the central component, the Greyland component? Yes. Yeah, um, to be honest with you, um, we haven't been looking closely at, at those plans, but um, but to be honest with you, because it's not on the table for decision, <laughs> and given all the other things we've had to focus on, especially with the floods and extreme weather events, um, I'm way more familiar with with the the two components rather than the the one in the middle. Except that I know that there's quite a bitter experience and quite divisive. Um, community views on that and like a culture war that's been going on uh, in this area um, where people um, becoming very acrimonious in terms of the of the debate let's try and look for some sort of compromise here let's not try and force solutions down people's throats now AT by all accounts are going to force their um, heavily engineered version down the throats of the community. Let's all step back a bit and let's come up with a compromise that we can all live with. One thing um, is certain, I haven't found anyone who is opposed to cycle waste per se. In 2020, the Auckland Climate Plan was adopted and in 2022 also the Transport Emission Reduction Pathway to enforce this climate plan. Could you describe this transport emission reduction pathway for us? A very good article in the New Zealand Herald this morning by Matthew Houghton, whom, whom I no, don't normally uh, agree with, but he's made the point of um, talking about uh, climate change mitigation, and that is reducing carbon emissions and also um, climate change adaptation, which means recognising that we got the message three weeks ago that climate change is here. We had a wake-up call 
from Mother Nature. And we're going to have more um, climate change events. And so some good, I hope, will come out of this and make focus our bureaucracy more on the basic public services that people want done on their behalf and need done on their behalf. Also, research shows that cars are responsible for 50% of the emissions. And in the climate plan, it also says we need to reduce those because Auckland is in a climate emergency. We have less than a decade to make the major changes to avoid the worst impacts of climate change. Quote, we must make urgent radical changes to how and what we do as individuals, communities and businesses. Also, in the transport emissions reduction pathway, um, it says the first point of necessary transformation is to supercharge walking and cycling. We need to make it safe and attractive to walk and cycle everywhere locally. To do this, we will need upgraded and expanded walking and cycling networks that serve more people. And I don't know how to rhyme what is in this TURP and the decision to pass one of those inner west's important cycleways and street improvements. Could you help me to rhyme this what is in this TURP, what is in this reduction pathway, with the decision of Auckland Transport to keep pausing the plan? Uh, Daniel, has it occurred to you that heavily engineered construction projects, whatever they are for, use a tremendous amount of concrete and steel and cause significant carbon emissions in their own right. And so if you're coming back to this, what we discussed a few minutes ago, I I support low emission, low um, intervention, nimble cycleways, not heavy, massively heavily engineered, very expensive cycleways, which in terms of making a real difference across the Auckland region, just cannot be afforded. All the present um, approach does is enrich a few overseas-owned construction companies who get most of these pro- projects. And so I have no argument at all. Let me make it clear about the value of cycleways. I do have um, uh, an argument against a double think that suggests carrying on in the same old way uh, with heavy engineering is going to not only stop climate change, it certainly won't reduce emissions. I think there's now a beautiful democratic moment where citizens stand up and say, we really want more cycle lanes and street improvements. And there's a concrete plan how to do that. There's also overwhelming support from the community for those three projects. There's 38 organizations that call for Auckland Transport to urgently deliver the inner west street improvements. Six of those are schools that just want safer streets for the students to get to school. There's the Greylin Residence Association. There are several businesses from Ponsonby Road and K Road that support the improvements. There's advocacy groups. And my question is, how do you value this democratic moment? And do you think Auckland Transport will listen to these organizations and citizens? Well, Daniel, you may not be aware that we had an organized democratic moment in Auckland a few months ago. And the people of my ward um, re-elected me by a majority of over a thousand because I'm trying to listen to everyone to try and come up with a a more practical, um, affordable and low emission type approach to building 
soccer weights, which one of the reasons I was lifted, rather than opposing heavily engineered soccer weights such as Rangaki Road, which hardly anyone uses. The fact of the matter is we have to take the community with us and we have to try and build a consensus about going forward. The obligations the council has to address this first real message about climate change from nature, um, we have to use our resources in a smart way. The fact of the matter is restricting roads when most of the cars that are coming into this country now are electric is not necessarily that smart either. How do you think we can get people on bicycles? To be honest with you, I, I'm a passionate public transport advocate. Um, I certainly support cycling, but where we are failing in, in, this, in Auckland um, is, is public transport. Public transport is just over half of what it was pre-COVID. Cycling is down 12% pre-COVID. You know, let's learn from international experiences which can tell us um, this is, which, which is the best way to get people onto cycles. All the money that's been spent is not working. So surely we should be, and it's causing division, so surely we should be thinking again um, rather than building cycleways along heavily engineered corporate model. I, I, I think we need something different. That was Mike Lee about the inner west cycle lanes and street improvements. Have you tried mindfulness? Try mindfulness. City Councilling on 95BFM. That was a 95BFM podcast. To hear more, head to 95BFM.com slash bcasts.